My name is Steven, and I play the Gnome Ranger Ulrich Orman, a squadron leader in the Isitalian Warden Scout. You're listening to Advantage. episode in number 032 the party entered the library of traditions the druidic circle of the land led morlinde and the rest into a deep cave where they entered the fey dark a wild reflection of the underdark the library itself holds many secrets that the crew has yet to discover and that's where we'll pick up and you were headed off to the crypt room and here instead of being laid to rest in the large domed great hall the bodies are laid in like a roughly hewn tunnel unlike the rest of the library grimton you can tell that these don't have like the same dwarven influence in its construction the miners in her dearth take more much more care in their tunneling they add perfect archways every 20 or 30 yards just as like a safety precaution against cave-ins um and they they tunnel in straight lines and perfect curves while this room has is is jagged and has pockets and kind of like branches off in in a glob with no true direction these these sepultures are, are built in like the classic fashion that you've seen recently though uh with like the wooden platforms raised bodies off the grounds and they they're placed in like their own separate niches along the wall some appear newer than others uh and not all of these sepultures have bodies on top can i look for one that doesn't have a body on it and climb on it sure yeah all right i do so there's now a body on top <laughs> but uh you die do i see anything uh different like from this point of view you don't okay huh i think a lot of this room has been built recently i mean definitely parts of it but the style is different from the rest of the cave these don't have as much of a dwarven influence definitely less stable <laughs> huh interesting you also wander in there, I presume? Yeah, and I want to look at one with a body on it. See if it's yeah. the same as the ones I saw. So these skeletons appear to be elven. Um, and you don't see the broken ribs that you did previously. You do see one whose bones display with a kind of golden shine to them. Uh, give me an intelligence check. Five. <laughs> That's fine. I wouldn't expect you to get it anyway. So under underneath each platform, both of you, as, as you investigate this room more, you see various accoutrements. A net, a golden band, 
a jug of wine, an electric blue feather, a set of elk, antler, elk antlers, a file of water. I'd like to look stone. at the electric blue feather, please, and the the like. Where is it next to? It's underneath uh, one of the elven bodies. I'd like to look at that one. There you see an electric blue feather. Do you think? I say to Grimton. Do you, I mean like clearly this is the place where druids, one of the places druids come to be, I guess, entombed. I, I do. Do you suppose these objects represent the various uh, circles? Cause see, here's a here's a a blue feather, a blue, uh, for the one that Kareth's a part of. These skeletons all look elven, so that's probably a really good case. You're probably onto something there. It doesn't explain though what I saw in the great hall, because there was, there was a a human skeleton and a dwarf skeleton. Uh, these were there was another there was another elf as well, and these were strange. These all had um, a couple of broken ribs all on the same side. I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. Which side? The left. Were they higher up? Lower down? Mm, about the middle. Were they removing the heart? Joe, were, uh, were these like broken out or just broken? They were removing a heart. So whatever that means. Um, that's, that's a likely case, Grimton, that I hadn't thought too far about it, but that would... Oh no. We, seems, we need to, um we need to go back right we'll, now and find and we'll cut <laughs> to, and find uh, <laughs> okay. Run I say so, and we're we're gonna run back to them. <laughs> so you two uh trot over to the other room with the library. Uh and Morlinde, Alaris, what are you two doing? Uh, well, I think Merlinde is copying down, updating the history books. What about you? Um, I want to, I just want to keep looking at the, the magical text. Sure. See if there's anything that really piques my interest. So I burst um, in. Maybe, maybe some stuff about fey energy. Finergy, if you will. I burst in, and I'm like, uh, there might be a few woodwoods around here. I saw three skeletons, all with cracked ribs that might have been the removing of hearts. Who is summoning these things? We should not linger. I mean, they're done willingly. A, pl a place like this would need guards. Eternal guards. Grimton definitely didn't run back with Alric. He, like, went up and checked out the dwarven body more closely, I guess. Yeah. You don't... There's there's nothing, like, familiar about it in, in the sense that, like, you recognize this person or anything right. like that but like you can confirm that's a dwarven body do i see any sigil or as is, is there clothes even like on the body not at this point it's been there for a very long time oh uh, like a is, really really long time it's been eaten away by uh the, the fungi and the fey mice that live <laughs> down here grimton while you're spending more time in this room you see the standing stones that are at the very end of it and or the the one in the middle that is taller than the rest and while you're in the mind looking for for runes or and other sigils 
Give me an investigation roll. 16. On this center stone, you see a symbol. It's a mask of what looks to be an elderly woman. The mask? Well, I mean, it's a sigil of a mask. Huh. Can I roll history? <laughs> uh, you can roll religion. Okay. 15? Yeah. Um, you're you're f- familiar with this symbol. This is a symbol of the face of the high god Ayun, who, whose portfolio of powers includes uh, knowledge of all things, or, or at least the attempt to find knowledge of all things, right? Um, she's the god of like sages and prophets. Uh, seers revere her for her knowledge of lore. We'll cut back to uh, the other three. How certain are you that they're that we are in imminent danger? I mean, there are three skeletons with broken rib cages, as if a heart was removed. The last time we heard about hearts being removed was in a spiritual place with the Woodwode, and that seems like a reasonable defender for well, this kind but of area. Sure. But they come down here fairly frequently. Like we we've just been looking at the records and stuff, and they've they were updated not too long ago. Um, I mean, that's fair. And these these so, creatures would have had to have existed a while ago. I, I don't think those skeletons were new, but it just makes me uncomfortable. In my in my personal opinion, either a the problem has already been dealt with, or b the problem is something that as a presiding druid and a member of the circle of the land that Morlande should be okay with being here so we should be okay by proxy um if not then we will cross that bridge if it happens but i don't think there's any reason to just i don't i don't think there's any reason to just up and turn tail um for something that might not actually be a threat. I mean, that's reasonable, but whenever the, but stay sharp. Yeah, whenever there's a lot more s- stuff to learn here. Yeah, I do feel weird about it. Um, like creating a woodwode isn't something that I think should happen in like a sacred place. And this is this is the weirdest fay I've ever been in. So, um Let's just continue to be wary, but I would like to spend a little more time here. Okay. Y'all could come see it. It's just around the corner there, like I didn't stray far. <laughs> Alaris is slightly annoyed that Ulrich wants to prime away from new studies and like <laughs> all this knowledge that he's probably never going to get to see again. So he's going to grab a tome that looks... Um, you know, like one that he had kind of been eyeing a little bit and take it with him and just kind of be speed reading and flipping through it as, as they're walking. Sure. The two of you or three of you come around the corner and you see, uh, Grimton investigating the center of the standing stones. Yeah. I was going to say, by the time they get back, I'm definitely like all over it, like dusting it, checking it, like <laughs> the workmanship. Are there any cracks? What can I tell from this thing? Grimton, what are you doing? I'm investigating. Clearly, investigating what? <laughs> These standing rocks. 
I found a sigil on one of them, of the god Ayun, who is the god of knowledge, which is, you know, it makes sense for a library, but... I Wait, see... of a god? A god? Yeah, yeah. This is... What? Oh, that didn't strike me as weird, but I guess it is for you guys, huh? Well, uh, considering the area, yes. Alaris uh, and Morlinde Arc, you, you three step up and take a look at this. And I, again, it's just the visage of an elderly woman. And Morlinde, you know the symbol to be one of the grandmothers. You've, you've seen this before, and the, the grandmothers are a, a group of ancient spirits who are friendly with many in the world, and they represent tradition and old faith. Um, Alaris, when you look at this, you, you know this symbol because of its affiliation with the Azure Keep. Like, um, Ayun's presence is prominent in the city. There's a whole guild dedicated to her. The The Keepers of Reflection is a bard college at mm-hmm. the Azure Keep that teaches the recorded history of the cusp. Yep. Uh, the, the Keepers, um, they, they fund expeditions to learn um, a lot about the histories of different cultures all across the all across the cusp. Um, in fact, like, if they ever found this place, it'd be basically a gold mine. Wait, so are the Keepers old god? Who are the Keepers again? The Keepers are, it's a it's a guild um, that is in the Azure Keep. Basically, they're a group of bards that teach the recorded history of all of the cusp. Um, you can go there to basically learn anything about anything in the cusp. Uh, they fund expeditions uh, to travel across the world, learning different cultures and things like that. They bring it back to Zendroy's location. Do you think this was one of their endeavors? I mean, uh, it would I make guess, sense I mean, for I, them. It, I mean, it would make sense for them. Like I said, this would be a gold mine for them, so I, it would make sense for them to make it down here. Um, I guess that would mean potentially that this is not... our. That Isatalis is not the first time that the Pandominion has um, had dealings with the Watch Forest in that case. Yeah, that's why I'm confused because, like, y'all are saying it represent like, this representing things from the Pandominion, but this is the, the grandmother spirits. Although I do know that they move about the, the world not just in the watched forest i understand that but i didn't know that they took different names are we seeing the same image like we must be seeing the same image that doesn't make any sense um i'm gonna roll perception to see if we're seeing the same thing uh yeah sure you you begin to like draw it out kind of a a, a rough outline of what you see uh, yeah, and I rolled a uh, fifteen. Alaris, Crimton, Ulrich, you all see this same symbol. Yeah, yeah that looks like what we're yeah, seeing. That's what I see. Yeah, that's pretty okay. much it. That's the sigil of the goddess Ayun. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not a goddess. Those, that's a spirit. What if they're the same? So. What if Ayun? Like, what if? <laughs> why can't? Why can't she be both? Yeah, cause I'm they don't. 
I want to go back to the library. I want to see how far back those historical archives go. There's stuff on the creation of the world. In the beginning, there was only right, primordial the- chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then chaos accidentally spawned structure, <laughs> and the astral sea was born. Like no, water no, and oil, no, the planes were separated. Joe. <laughs> but I, I want to look around the time that I think those skeletons would have been from several centuries ago. Well, basically yeah, what I'm going to look and something that you see find is several that centuries been ago. dealings in the past between the Pandominion or the Pandominion's ancestors with Isotalos and the Watch Forest and their ancestors. Let's, let's say that you find stuff about this library in particular and its creation and it, it's it's logging this effort by many uh, members of the circle of the land and by many I mean like three who have realized that the the, the previous library in this cave that you had passed through uh, earlier was was not cutting it that they needed something more secure and so they came and created this um, this structure a secondary precaution a, a more secure safe if you will of a vault of knowledge okay you don't see the names of uh the individuals nor have you seen the names on any of the sepultures around like it's just the the name in particular is not a uh, mm-hmm. a big deal apparently so is what you can gather from it it's it basically those three that worked on building this whole thing as you it understand like it, a big sure. task. And it doesn't make sense if there's dwarven influences. Uh, anything interesting there, Alara? Yeah, we'll say that you say that out loud about the about the dwarven influences thing. Um, and bring in on that conversation. Well, the dwarven influence is definitely felt in the structures, the way that these tunnels are built. But the ornamentation definitely leads me to believe that right and that's and that's what i'm getting at dwarves. like from from what i'm reading in these archives it sounds like it was just three members of the circle of the land that built all this but i don't feel like that's possible well maybe those people were just the archivists like maybe those are the just the people writing stuff down but like how did all these like what were these sepulchers doing and sepultures sepultures doing and i i'm still trying to understand how a spirit is also a god a goddess alric says i have an ignorant question druids i mean like in this area clearly druids are elves and that's like there's a strong tradition but like do druids have to be elves no, there are well, druids of all races, but... Well, because I found a, ske- a human skeleton, an elf skeleton, and a dwarf skeleton. And that sounds like a coalition of people who could put this space together having different influences. Um, so you think those are the three architects? Maybe. And then... I don't know. As for the... The... That, I mean, that makes that that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, that doesn't explain Morlinde's 
question about the the face, though I don't find it that unlikely that a spirit and God are the same. I mean, let's be honest. There's they're just like these are all beings above and beyond our understanding. It's not that unreasonable for one to be found in both uh, mortal views of the same creature, I guess. Like, yes, but their spirits and gods have been at odds at each for they've been at odds with each other for well since the beginning. Honestly, like well, that's how, a long time. Maybe some of them, maybe some of them got tired of it. Well, or just realize that there could be benefit from working together. Not not all the gods sh or spirits share the same temperament. I mean, that's, that's apparent true. just from what we see. Doesn't seem like Little Dragon, for instance, necessarily agreed with Everflame. Though I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it could just be two beings who share the same banner. I mean, it is just a sigil representative of these beings. Alaris, Morlinde, neither of you have been in the other part of the crypt, have you? No. Wait, I thought we went in there to look at it. We started no, that way. We didn't go all the way. You're in the to You're in the Great Hall. Yeah, we didn't go all the oh, way to uh I should also mention, um in in this Great Hall, as I described when you came in, there are two small trees and one trunk that has fallen over. I had forgotten about that. What kind of trees? What kind of trees do you want them to be? Are they the we'll kinds, say they're you. The Are kind they of trees that don't need sunlight. I'd like to go up First and look all. at the fallen over trunk. You see a large cavern right in the middle of it. It's it's like the classic owl in a, a tree trunk sort of look. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, one of the branches uh, is, is thicker than the other. And this second one, uh, this the second branch coming from it is uh more beefy um almost circular in nature mm. as you look at it now uh as it's surrounded by all this fungi that is consuming it this is a downed woodwode mm. i'd like to look at the other two not <laughs> down. you see this same hole probably a, a little bit over your head because you are small two caverns in the tree Similar situation. I have a new hypothesis. Okay. What's your hypothesis? So, upon closer inspection, it appears that this tree trunk that's on the ground over here is a defeated woodwode. I think these other two, uh, calling them alive is not the right word, but, like, they could still fight if we angered them, maybe? Um, sort of a uh, suspended animation? Yeah. Which leads me to believe that somebody came down here that wasn't supposed to be here and had to fight their way out. Interesting. Interesting. I feel that there is a lot of stuff here that we do not understand. And that it would take a long... T I, I feel like I could spend, like, days in in this library and still not know everything about it do i see markings of a recent fight in the great hall i guess uh in the last few days it doesn't look fresh but you could now that you're thinking about it and you could make out that there had been a scuffle here you follow the footprints 
or not footprints, but you, you follow the, the indicators and it goes over to this collapsed part of the wall into the Great Hall. Is there rubble, you mean? If, if there is a cavern here, it is behind these uh, boulders and large stones, these bricks of remains. Hey, someone should come help me move these. I go help him move those. I help him, but I also ask, what for? There might be something back here. It looks like there was a fight and something made this collapse. Are we making way, uh, clearing this? See anything? Give me... 17. You do it with disadvantage, you're poisoned. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's poisoned. Joe, that's a crit <laughs> fail. Oh. That was That was a five the second time, so... Ulrich, describe how exactly you hurt yourself. Um, I'd like to imagine, so, like, this is a pile of rocks, right? So yeah. I found one and, like, tugged on it, and it was just, like, particularly ornery. But instead of just, like, going on to a looser rock to help that one, or to move it, I became unreasonably frustrated at this. Like, I'm going to get this rock out. It is going to be this one, and it's going to happen. So I pull, and then I finally, like, it budges. But I've been pulling so hard and so focusedly that I didn't realize that I'm just pulling directly at my face. And so I just, like, hit myself in the face and kind of fall backwards and lay there like... Give me a yelp. A yelp? Like like yeah. I hit myself? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's, being weird. That's weird being put on the spot. Get in character. Hit yourself in the face and react. <laughs> Ow! You, you turn around, uh, the three of you, and... Ulrich is on the ground, and their nose is I'm bleeding. I'm giving like a... Uh, Ulrich, are you okay? Yeah, my dignity hurts more than anything. <laughs> I don't know how to repair dignity. So, <laughs> so I go ahead and like plug up my nose with some... I don't know, I guess. Paper towel is not like readily available. Um, I plug my nose up with something, and if like cartoonishly have these things sticking out of my nose. And I go back to work. You don't seem to be making much ground. Like, if this collapse is substantial and deep, like, it, it wasn't somebody, like, quickly building a wall to try to cover something up. It was, like, a serious ground-shaking sort of situation that collapsed this area. Hmm. Well, should we keep going? Hey, uh, Elaris, you can... You can, um... Do alchemy, right? You can turn stuff into other stuff. I mean, I can, but I don't think I could do something on this scale. Okay. That that is sort of beyond me at the moment. I I would do it if I thought I could. I would. Again, <laughs> again, you two still haven't been in the crypt room yet. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll go, go in to that the crypt room. I'm gonna go to the crypt room. <laughs> Hold on, let's try to make it a little bit more in character. <laughs> I'm trying to push you along so you're not spending your entire time literally digging at something that's been, not there to dig I have at. been oh. reading <laughs> books this entire time. Grimton, did you see any other rooms that we should check out? Well, there's also another room we were into with more sepultures. The oh, craftsmanship really? is a little subpar, but we could go. So, again, you enter this, this room that is carved unlike um, the Great Hall or the more library section, and you can kind of understand that this is newer 
than the other parts of it. And as you're as you're looking at these bodies of Laris, you see the one with more of a golden shine to the bones. And it reminds you of the elves of the Silver Band and your own Ken and how your skin shines with a silver. Hmm. Underneath each platform, Morlinda, you you see those those various items underneath. Uh, a rod and a net, which you've lived here long enough, you can probably understand of being associated with the town of Fish Camp to the to the south. You see a gold band um, inlaid with some ivy that you recognize the town called Shia Serene, which you used to, at, at some point, had an ancient uncle who lived there. There's wine, the city of Greenfield, beneath the high elf uh, with the golden skin you see the electric blue feather the set of elk antlers um, the stone the file of water the stone in particular Morlinde used it looks like the ones used to build the shelter of spirits that is a talus and you also see a pick and a cart at the other end of the tunnel along with a collection of sticks uh, about five and a half six feet tall uh, and a, a bundle of twine like mining equipment yeah. I wonder why that's here. Grimton, you understand that picks don't necessarily mean mining for ore. You understand them to be carving great chunks of rock and moving them to somewhere else. I mean, I'm no expert, but it looks like there might be something from every uh, group in the Watch Forest down here. At least a few, yes. I, mean, I don't know how many different groups there are. But... We could use this cart to move the rocks. Says Grimton. Damn it! Moving the rocks. I knew that was gonna happen. I'm, I was about to suggest. And that, there's and also like, sepulchres in here, right? You said that the there was one with a body with a blue feather indicating um, it's from Rock of Visions. Yeah, you can understand it. Is that so? Which two don't have bodies? The the smooth river stone from Isatalos. And one that has a probably say like ten ounces, a ten ounce file of water. What group would be noted as a with a ten ounce file of water? Uh, Letris, no, no. Well, Letris has a hot spring, sort of like a healing. It's a cold spring. Cold spring. <laughs> a heal. It has healing waters. Um, so how, how just, healing um, you sit in them <laughs> oh are you asking <laughs> how, how healing like how much healing is there like oh yeah so what's going on with so why is there twine in the corner what are we supposed to what are people tying up I'm confused I mean they could be using it to build the sepulchers okay oh yes I do see the the sort of poorly constructed Grimton, of it. Um, you're the first to understand that this is a, a new addition by the people, uh, by obviously the non-dwarf, um, who has, by members of the circle of the land, to continue to, to bury their dead here. So, hey, this could be your future home. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying these are all members of the circle that of the That does land. make sense. I feel like we've learned everything we can learn about this room. Or at least I feel like I've learned everything I can learn about this room Yeah, right me now. too. I feel like I'm, I'm looking for something that's the not library. there. 
we should get going as soon as we can afford to. I want to take one last look at the library for anything it's, else. It's just a wealth of knowledge. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you've joined us for episode number 033 of Advantage. Um, thank you for supporting us. We'd love to give credit to Blake Bost, who composed our overture that you can hear in full at soundcloud.com at Blake Bost. Um, Daniel Grayling, who did our graphic work. Make sure to go visit our new website that was done with the funds of our Patreon supporters who helped make projects like that possible. Uh, that's www.advantagednd.com. I guess it's 2018 and you don't actually have to put the www dot in it. Whatever. Receiving funds is a great relief to us all and it helps ensure a quality product for you as our listeners. If you're feeling generous, if you love the show, if you want us to do a better job at it, it would mean such a big deal if you could help contribute at patreon.com slash advantage dnd. You can also access that through our website. I would like to thank Meredith Wahlberg in particular who just began her pledge this week. You're wonderful, Meredith, and we couldn't do this show without your support. Thank you so much. Um, on a different podcast, last week I recorded a game with How Friends Roll for their fourth season. Uh, their DM, Sully, um, Danny, and myself had an incredible time, and we all agree that the session couldn't have gone better. Know that the HFR season four is in the works, and you can have updates on that at Twitter or on Twitter at How Friends Roll. We do a spinoff show with the pair of us, too. Um, friend of the show, Matt Parody, is DMing our next, next Switch series, which will feature Sully, Steven, and myself as players. Um, we've also been talking to the show Misadventures, which is a brand new podcast with only a couple eps out as of this recording. It's a really fun show, and it feels good to listen to. Sully and I are uh, currently working to chat with them about a about collaborating with us on future projects uh, find them on twitter at msadventurers um, our handles on social media facebook twitter tumblr reddit are all at advantage dnd um, and finally again donating at patreon.com slash advantage dnd is the most powerful way that you can demonstrate support for this show if you can't afford that leaving an itunes review is a great way to help bring in new fans there hasn't been a new review in weeks, and it makes me sad. I need you. All right, let's get back to the library. Thanks. Grimton, this is really your first time stepping into into the library, and you see all these various figures and statues some carved very nicely like with um Im impressions of detailed robes and, and and weapons and such like that and some of them have their literal weapons and cloaks on them they're they're wearing the garbs you see a somebody with a wand you see um somebody with a bow you see there's some more books there's a whole section on, like, potions and shit. I'm gonna look at the section on potions and shit. This shelf is all sorts of various ingredients and a book of potion recipes there. 
uh, among the files that stick out to you the most, you see one labeled universal solvent, which uh, contains like this milky liquid. And then you also see one called sovereign glue, which is a similar creamy white. You also see a particular green potion labeled giant strength. Now, how do you feel about taking these items from... That's what I was just thinking, like... A library. Um, I would like to memorize or record the recipes and then maybe yeah. take yeah. small amounts of the, the potions, but I have every intention of recreating them myself. I don't want to, like, just take the whole bottle and go. You're able to grab that parchment that was over there on the on the desk and write down the recipes for your own recreation. And I guess you're also able to find... Some empty uh, bottles. Vials, maybe. Like we've, we've all probably got a couple of those. You do. Pour some of the universal solvent in. I'll, I'll go ahead and describe that for you. You can find these all in uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide. This tube holds milky liquid with a strong alcohol smell. You can use an action to pour the contents of the tube onto a surface within reach. The liquid instantly dissolves up to one square foot of adhesive it touches, including sovereign glue. Nice. So sovereign glue, this viscous milky white substance can form a permanent adhesive bond between two objects. It must be stored in a jar or flask that has been coated inside with oil of slipperiness. One ounce of glue can cover one square foot of surface. The glue takes one minute to set. Once it has done so, the bond it creates can only be broken by universal solvent or oil of etherealness or a wish spell. That's neat. Ulrich is like trying to leave when they can, so I'm just kind of like, you know noodling around not doing anything useful i'm probably still more fascinated not so much by any books but the actual structures and carvings these statues are very well done and you can tell on the base that uh that they're labeled with uh the name mata obviously indicating that they're done by the legacies some of the items that they wield include uh again a, a set of very nice dwarven plate um, a long bow that kind of gleams with a nice white with like some golden fixtures on the the, the handle and on the end where you string it up decorated with uh, elvish script you see somebody w wielding an interesting wand it's as if uh, you'd taken a copper tube and bent it in half so that they're each, each end is like right next to each other and then twisted it uh into like a helix shape right hmm. and then on the end has uh taken like this copper orb and stuck it onto the top and you could tell from where you're standing that like on the top is the same sigil of of Ayun, the elderly woman's mask. so the dwarven plate can i like slip it off of the statue yeah, it's doable. Grimton is definitely going to do that to, you know, closer inspect it and not steal it at all. Grimton, this this dwarven plate is like two chest-sized 
hunks of steel that have like a hinge at the shoulder like a, or a set of hinges rather to bend around the shoulder and then on the sides are uh, like a set of three straps on each side to to buckle it and to like really pull you in like that um normally underneath it you would wear uh like a set of chain mail or a series of like padded tunics to just keep that abrasion from rubbing against your skin I'm gonna take off my my plate and try this one on for size for the sake of investigation uh it fits you very well um and you feel stronger while you're wearing this yesy you're while you're wearing the script and you get a plus two to ac alaris you've during your time uh wandering around the bookshelves you've also noticed a couple uh particular tomes there's one called tome of leadership and influence you also see one called the manual of golems um Grimton, you also spy a large shield that it kind of looks like a bullseye target, like for practicing uh, archery. I'm going to saunter over to that shield. Uh, Mor- Morlinde, what do you think would happen if we borrowed um, some stuff from you? Uh, I don't Art think... Chimes in with a, well, I'm not going to mess with any of it. I think it would be okay so long as you have good intent of what the items will be used for later and you are thankful and not greedy so just be be careful don't say cool (laughs) yeah sure don't overstep bounds and take stuff with a purpose understood only take what's not nailed down i got it as I say that, I reach over to the bow and like toss it at Ulrich. Like, check this out. <laughs> I catch it. I catch it, but then I I like walk back over and place it where it's supposed to go. Ulrich feels weird, not just about like taking it from a place that like I don't know might send woodwoods to come fight, but also like Ulrich feels a general sense of. Honestly, not liking the idea of relying on, like, the spirits of the gods for anything, and this feels like that. They would rather stick with their own, their own bow. Alaris, what are you doing with those tomes? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm down to take them with me. I'm gonna, like, put them in my pack. Um, they... Are you opening them at all, or are you just, like, looking at the titles and stuffing them in your bag? I'll look at them, see if they seem like they're actually worth reading. The, you opened first the Tome of Leadership and Influence, and... The description from the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide says this book contains guidelines for influencing and charming others, and its words are charged with magic. If you spend 48 hours over a period of six days or fewer studying the book's contents and practicing its guidelines, your charisma score increases by two, as does your maximum for that score. That's a lot of time. So you're saying... This is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie? Precisely. Okay. What about, what about the Golem book? You open the book and you see that this... Uh, i got to roll a d20 really quick. This is a book about how to make flesh golems. Ooh. Um... A, and it says here in the instructions that 
to decipher and use this manual, you must be a spellcaster with at least two fifth spell fifth level spell slots. And if I know your character sheet correctly, not something that you have at this point. That's a yeah, pretty no, strong wizard. Yeah. Um, that is a pretty strong. And wizard. it says that a creature that can't use a manual of golems and attempts to read it takes how many d6 worth of psychic damage do you think this delivers uh one five i'm gonna i'm gonna say ten (laughs) so i'm just just imagining him like opening up a book and like oh this is fine then opening the next book and then just like and gets knocked out and we're like ah (laughs) <laughs> so it the correct answer is six okay well i said uh, five so I was six d6 you said five and and because you're merely level three um and because you're the closest uh i'm gonna give you five right now i've rolled four and uh you've come to a total of that was my, my fifth roll and you've come to a grand total of 11 damage uh, so yes, precisely damage. what Stephen you you described. Um, Alaris opens this book, and like your brain melts. <laughs> I am at one HP. Steven wasn't wearing pants earlier. It appears he's put he's put on pants. I have. Same. <laughs> I put on sweatpants at the line. beginning of the day and there's been no looking back. I just opted to find like the most comfortable work clothes possible. And so like there are these really like fluffy like patterned pants that are acceptable for women to wear as professional wear, but they feel like pajamas so i wear those a lot i feel like i'm cheating i can see <laughs> i can, can fight <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't like the fairly odd parents but i do particularly like that line yeah that was that was a really good 